0: Now, let's welcome today's guest, Susan Crossman. How are you, Susan?
1: Hi, Dan. So great to be here. Thank you for having me on today.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Susan, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Sure. Well, I'm a book coach and author. I uh, help people edit their books, and I have a lot of fun. I'm a bit of a word nerd, just uh, getting immersed in what language can do and uh, how much fun it is to play with it. But really, the whole point of language is to harness it in order to achieve your goals, and go farther with your life. So that's what I'm all about.
0: Fantastic. Uh, In the green room, you mentioned a few very interesting concepts that we have not explored before on all of our podcasts. So I'm really interested in delving deeper into these. Uh, First, you say, the book is a bridge. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, sure, Dan. I think that's a really neat thing that I've discovered along the way working with my clients and actually in my own authoring experiences that, that when we're working on a book, we're actually bridging ourselves to new experiences in the world. And so one of those is, uh, you know, we, when you don't have a book and you're an entrepreneur and you really want to extend your business and get into you know, bigger and greater things, you, you do want to have that book as an authority building. Uh, device, And so your your book can bridge you to a much more uh, intense leadership in the world. So that's the first bridge. But it also bridges you to a bigger audience. And so if you have a message that you want to share with people, uh, often that does relate to something that you've developed in your business or through through your life experience, then that book is a really important vehicle for bridging to your audience and helping them understand that you're actually the one who can help them with the problems that they have.
0: Do you find, uh, as I do when I work with my clients as a book coach and developmental editor, that there's actually a transformation in people from the time they start to the time they finish? Is that another bridge that you help them cross?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I look at writing a book as a transformational journey because, you know what, you start writing a book, you don't really know what you're doing, at least most of (laughs) us don't. I, I am. I was mentioning to you earlier, I have a background as a professional writer in a lot of really quite impressive places in the world. But I had some really terrific jobs and got some amazing experience and fabulous training. And my dream had always been to write a book. I wanted to be an author someday. And so I figured I, that wasn't going to be such a problem for me. So at some point in my life, actually I was pregnant with my, my middle child, my son, I thought, okay, I'm going to take the next nine months, create a baby, write a book. It'll all be easy cheesy. Because I'm a, I'm a professional writer. I know what I'm doing. I did not know what I was doing. And after nine months, the baby was ready, but the book took another 13 years before it actually was published. So, and I, and I, I think because I wasn't ready to do that. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew how to write. I didn't know how to structure a book, to your point about being a developmental editor. We need people like you because structuring a book is kind of a tricky beast. And so, uh, yeah, we, yeah, it took me a long time to get through that first book. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, it's funny, you're not the first person who I've had on my podcast who said it took me 13 years to write the first book and three months to write the second book. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and I, and that's all because we don't have that skill set in place. That first book, we're developing the skill set. By my fourth book, I think that was just uh, yeah, it was months to get that one done because I knew how to manage me, and I knew how to manage the structuring and all the rest of it goes into the books. So,
0: yeah. Let, let's dig a little bit more into this skill set. What kind of skills do you think uh, are needed to write a book? Because remember, people who are listening to this podcast are speakers, coaches. Uh, consultants, uh, thought leaders, uh, entrepreneurs—they—they they know. They may know finance. They may know marketing. They may know sales. They may know people skills. What additional skills do they need to know to write a book?
1: Focus being one. Not that—not that, not that uh, your members of your audience are not well-focused people, but when you sit down to write a book and it's staring at you, this sort of blank screen that you get when you first sit down to write a book. It's just taking that deep breath and jumping in and staying sitting down long enough to, to make something happen. But, so, so the focus and the concentration and making it a priority in your life is a big deal for a lot of my clients anyway, who are very busy and have a lot of distractions in their life. So coming to a point where you make that book one of the most important things that you're doing is something that takes some practice especially if you're either not a comfortable writer or maybe you don't feel that you're a good writer. There's a lot of mind trash that shows up in people when they're writing a book, and the skill set is as much about managing your mindset as it is about getting yourself making forward motion in the book. I think also structuring your book is a really key part. If you don't have a good roadmap, it's really hard to get where you want to go. And so uh, making sure there's a really good structure in place is important. And I think also revisiting your why on a regular basis is a really important thing that doesn't seem to get enough attention in the book writing field as far as I can tell. Why you're doing it drives everything from how you get published to how you're going to market that book as well as how you're going to stick at it to write at it. So, so those are some of the things. Managing yourself, you know. Um, do you have a designated place in your space to write a book? In one of my mastermind groups this week, we were actually talking about that issue, and people were saying, yeah, like I, for some reason I sit down at my desk and I'm just not getting anything done. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I think what might be helpful is to have a designated place that isn't taken over by the, the busyness of your everyday busyness, your business. Um, I have a designated space for book writing in my world, and nothing else happens there except writing books. And because I, I find that when I sit down at my desk, it's very easy to get distracted by the little notes that I've got around me. Uh, my my inbox is always calling to me. Uh, I might answer my phone, but, but that that desk of writing is just for the book, and I think that's it's a protected space for me. So that's a skill, you know, maybe not quite a skill, but it's certainly a habit that you would, that that is very helpful.
0: That's very interesting, yeah, uh, and a much different answer than I would have expected. Uh, you know, basically, I would have thought there would be like you know grammar, punctuation, uh, you know, actual writing skills, but managing yourself. If you can't manage yourself, and I'm glad you both, suck, if you can't manage yourself, then Nothing else matters. Uh, so that, that's very instructive. Uh, thank you yeah, for um, sharing that. To your
1: point about the grammar, though, you know, uh, a lot of people get really hung up on the fact that they don't think they're great writers. They don't think they're strong writers. And that shouldn't stop you from writing a book because remember that at the end of the day, you are going to hire at least one editor to edit your book, who is going to make you look fabulous. So even if you aren't the best writer in the world, the editor is there to make you look good, to make your grammar sing, to make your sentence structure strong, to suggest substitutions for words that may be, you know, politically incorrect or perhaps not the best, best word. So write the darn thing to get it done,
0: and then hand it over to an editor to perfect it. Yeah, that is so great. I love the part about political correctness. I actually had to correct one of my clients the other day. He had a case study, and the person who was the bad person in that story had a very ethnic name. And they're like, no, let's make that a Bill or a George. Uh, (laughs) And later he told me, oh, I wasn't trying to be racist or anything. I was just trying to name all of my friends and pay a little homage to all my friends. So all the people in the case studies were like my wife and my family and whatever. And I was just doing them in order. And it happened to be that was that was that guy. I was like, okay. there's, There's so
1: much an editor can do. I had a client once, too, if we're swapping client stories. Yeah. Um, he had the, uh, he titled his book, I Don't Like Mondays, because he liked that song. I don't know if you remember decades ago, I Don't Like Mondays. It's kind of a, a hoppy boppy kind of a song, and it was kind of a neat title. And I thought, well, why don't we just check, because I was editing his book, let, let's check and see where that came from and what the lyrics of the song was. And as it turned out, I didn't know this, but the song was all about a young girl who got up one morning and shot all her schoolmates.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? That's what what an editor will do for you is to check some of the facts that you've thrown into your book and make sure you're not shooting yourself in the foot with some of this important stuff.
0: Oh, definitely. You know, you talked before about transformation. I'm wondering if you can share any stories of uh, your clients who are transformed by the act of writing a book, where they were when they started and where they were when they, they finished the process
1: oh yeah there's so many great stories it's it's one of my favorite parts of being a book coach and an editor because it happens in the editing process too uh one of my clients this is one of my favorite stories actually she had written a book that was kind of a how-to book about her field and it was really well done it took her you know it takes everybody that first book is a bit longer but she'd been really working on it and had made a great job of being very precise about the layout of the book. We, we got a good structure in place. And I said to her at a certain point, you know, how are you feeling about it? And she said, I, I just love it. I can't believe that I'm almost done. And I said, well, I invite you to consider that there's something still missing. And she said, well, what is that? And I said, well, you know, you're a leader in your field, but I don't get that from reading your manuscript. Can you you consider for a little while where your leadership might come in in this book? And that set off a whole other conversation with her, because she hadn't really been thinking about herself as a leader. She was clearly a leader, but it was just so natural to her that it it didn't come through in the manuscript at that point. And so uh, in thinking about it, it, she realized, holy cow, like I've done this and I've done this and I've done this, and she was able to list off a whole lot of really amazing things that she'd done which helped her have, not that she didn't have self-confidence when she started, but it gave her a whole new understanding of what she's doing here on this planet and, and and what she's capable of doing and the influence that she can have through the vehicle of her book. And so that created quite a lot of change in the manuscript, but it also helped her to really hold her head much higher than it had been, and a lot of pride in what she'd been doing.
0: Fantastic story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was really beautiful to watch that unfold.
0: Yeah, that is so great to hear. I worked with a client who didn't have enough stories in his book, and I told him it's very scientific, very logical, very, but, but it didn't happen to the story part of the, of, of the things. And he said, well, I, I don't tell stories. That's not who I am. So I used the Tony Robbins technique, and I said, well, if you could tell a story, what story would you tell? And he proceeded to tell the most amazing story about when he was head of PR for Simon and Schuster, and he got a call from his bosses who said, "We just bought the rights to this book from this English uh, English author who's like really selling a lot of books in in England, and we want you to create the, the the PR plan for this, and create the press tour for it." And he assigned the he assigned it out to one of his uh, underlings, uh, to his direct reports rather. And uh, gave her full responsibility and mentored her and tutored her and, you know, let her go out on the road with J.R. Rowling to promote. Uh. Exactly. Exactly. To promote Harry Potter. So <laughs> he could have taken the credit. He could have gone out on the road. But instead, he mentored a young woman to take all the credit and become, to, and do, to, to, to do the work, obviously, but trained her to do it. And she became J.K. Rowling's best friend. And she's the head of one of her foundations. And, you know. What wonderful story, and it shows him to be a great mentor, a great leader, someone who's not going to steal your thunder, someone who shares uh, the glory, and, and, and most importantly, trains and promotes women. Um, so all that was great stuff. Well, that story became the foreword to the book. Uh. So of course, wouldn't you want to work with this guy? And the, 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 the funny part of it is that just five minutes before we did this podcast, I got an email from him. Uh, You know, group mail to everyone in his list saying, the power of story, you know, come to my session and I'll teach you about the power of story. And I wrote back to him and said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a cool transformation. (laughs) (laughs) What what other things have you seen in terms of personal development for the people that you've worked with or rather... the future of who you are is, is, a, is something we talked about briefly in the green room. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, well, this happens with a lot of my clients, actually, is, is a lot of people feel that, that that act of becoming an author or the process of becoming an author is is a, such a big deal. It's, um, you know, it's, to become an author is to become an authority, and we, we hold authors on such a pedestal, rightly or wrongly, but, but that uh, that pedestal is a pretty far reach for a lot of people when they first start writing their book. It's hard to visualize oneself being an author and having that book and, and doing those speaking engagements and book signings. You know, There's a bit of glamour that goes a- along with this idea of becoming an author. Um, and what happens, I see, in the process is, is two things. One thing is that a lot of my clients start to see themselves there bit by bit, through the process of the writing the book, because, of course, when they start writing the book, there's no books. So how can they possibly be doing those speaking engagements that they would like to be going after, because there's no book. And, of course, a book is uh, almost mandatory. If you want to have a big speaking career, you've got to have that book in place. So, you know, that it's very hard for them to imagine themselves as being the author. But through the course of going through the programs that I have and the one-on-one coaching or whatever it happens to be, we start to unveil that part of who they are. And they start to have the confidence to realize, yeah, I really do have something important to say. And I think that's the other thing. The way I see it anyway is that when someone's starting out to write a book, they've actually got their book created. The problem is, part of that book is in their mind, part of it's in their imagination, they've got a bit of their book in a dream somewhere some of it's on their hard drive you know there are pieces of this book scattered all over the place they've jotted down notes in a journal and and the the book's probably been created but it's just not in the same place it's not in three-dimensional reality where you can actually look at that so in the process of drawing all of those pieces out from where they're hiding uh, an individual starts to see oh actually this is a book taking shape I'm seeing the book becoming something that it wasn't before. And that's a very inspiring thing for people. And I I can't think of a single one of my clients, anyone who hasn't had that growing aha as they're writing their book of going, whoa, wait a minute, I'm becoming an author. I'm finishing my book. Oh, my gosh, look at that. I finished my book. Oh, there it is. And suddenly they have had the experience of, tutoring themselves in a lot of ways, although I'm, I'm mentoring them, but they're, they're the ones doing the work where, where they're getting to experience that change. Um, becoming an author gives you a new label. It requires you to change your sense of who you are. You, your identity is suddenly, with publication, author. And that's a, that's a pretty cool thing for people is to be able to call themselves an author, especially when they've worked hard to create that book. So um, I, I, uh, I tell you about um, one of my clients. He's in the decluttering field, and he worked for years on that book. But but a lot of a lot of what kept him from really moving forward with it was this mindset issue. Of, well, I'm, I'm not an author, and over the course of our work together, he was able to perceive himself in a different way. Well, of course he should be sharing this knowledge because no one else knows what he knows. And that book is, is his vehicle for, for catapulting himself onto bigger stages. He'd already been doing a lot of speaking, but now he's doing much bigger speaking. Um, so that's, so that's very exciting.
0: Fantastic. You know, when my clients are done with their first draft, I have them do a simple exercise. I tell them to print out their book on three hole punch paper, put it into a three, you know, a loose leaf binder, Print a cover for the book that just has the name of the book and their name, and look at it, and then give it to their spouse. And it's amazing, the transformation, because now this vague concept that they had, as you said, it's in a journal, it's on my hard drive, it's in my head, it's a blog post, it's PowerPoints, it's all these other things I had. Now I have something physical that I can show for. Yes, it's not in finished form. Yes, it's not printed like a book. But... It's there for the world to see, and you can just see the change in their face, and uh, it's just an amazing, amazing process. So, thanks for sharing that transformation uh, and ideas for transformation, going from an expert to becoming an authority, or going from a person who knows your ideas to becoming the authority in the field by writing a book. Susan, please tell us who your ideal client is, and how can they get in touch with you?
1: Sure. Thank you for asking. My ideal client is a coach, a consultant, speaker, or what I'd like to call innovators, people who are a little out of step with the rest of the world. They've got some ideas that uh, don't land exactly perfectly with, with political correctness, actually, quite often. Um, and, but, but they know they have a story to tell. They, they know they have a, there's a difference they can be making in people's lives and businesses with the, the knowledge and insight that they have. And they really, really, really want to share that, and they also really, really want to build their business. And so that that, that's that coalescence of people who really care about making a difference with their message, but also who are very practical people, and know that this book is a key for them and their families to be experiencing a different level of abundance. So that's pretty much it. They're they're usually older people, rather than people in their thirties. I would say probably about age 45 and up tends to be the category men and women i work with both men and women and uh, but but people who are serious about getting their book done
0: susan please tell us uh, your website
1: sure people can get hold of me at awakeningauthor.com
0: great thanks for being with us today susan
1: thank you dan it's been a pleasure
0: thank you for listening to the write your book in a flash podcast with dan janelle the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book If you'd like to write your book, but don't know where to start, you can find great information at WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no obligation consulting call with me by going to WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.